You are Locked On Fantasy, your daily fantasy football podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Locked On Fantasy Football Podcast. As usual, I'm your host, Vinny Iron. When I'm not doing this, I'm writing about NFL and fantasy football for SportingNews.com. You can uh, check out uh, what we have up on the site, looking at some positional rankings, uh, looking at uh, training camp, as well as some battles there. Here on Lockdown Fantasy Football, we want to continue giving you the latest news, notes, updates, analysis from all the teams around the NFL as camps open this week. We took care of all the AFC teams on the previous show. Now we'll focus on the NFC teams. The latest to come out of all 16 teams will go alphabetical order by division, go east to west here, and uh, cover all 16 teams by the time we're all done. Before we dive into that, i got to tell you that this episode of Lockdown Fantasy Football is brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. That's what you'll find there at rockauto.com. All right, so the NFC, we took care of the AFC already. Let's catch up on what's going on with the NFC. A lot of uh, things related with uh, COVID-19, physically unable to perform lists, all that stuff, uh, limiting some players during camp. We know they're still going through some protocols here before we see teams get into action with no preseason games getting ready for the 2020 season. So very unusual camp period. It's pretty much all camp, no preseason games to figure out a lot of things here on these teams. So... Let's uh, start with the Dallas Cowboys, the first team up always in the NFC East. C.D. Lamb, he's under contract here. We're wondering what his role could be. This is a little tricky here. He's definitely going to cut in a little bit to Amari Cooper and Michael Gallup. And you look at his role, I think it stayed consistent here. Lamb looks like he's a good position to replace Randall Cobb in the slot. We know Cobb signed a deal with the Texans, so now he's over there. So that is definitely a void, but what... Lamb also provides is a chance to move Amari Cooper in the slot when they go 11 personnel, which is going to be their frequent set here with so much talent at wide receiver with uh, Cooper, Gallup, and Lamb. So, again, Lamb could really cut in more to Cooper's work, and I thought that would be the case. Well, you look at uh, Gallup kind of staying steady as that deep threat on the outside. Lamb, versatile route runner, good hands, can do a lot of things Amari Cooper does. So, again, that doesn't make me want to shy away from Amari Cooper. This Team could be very prolific. You're looking at a potential 5,000 yards passing there from uh, Dak Prescott. So there could be plenty to go around here with those three receivers. We just know it's hard to sustain three highly productive receivers on the same team. We've seen it in the past uh, recently with the Rams and able to do that. But we're going to watch Lamb's value go up. Maybe Cooper's value go a little bit down. But Cooper still, to me, is a back-end wide receiver one. Michael Gallup still wide receiver two. We'll see if we get that uh, status wide receiver two back end here from CeeDee Lamb as we monitor it here all throughout training camp. The next team in the NFC East is the New York Giants, and some not good news for the New York Giants. Uh, they're going to have to push forward with their uh, youth movement here, an offensive tackle as uh, Nate Solder has uh, ruled himself out. He's opted out because of COVID-19 for the 2020 season. That leaves the rookie Andrew Thomas... Uh, with a beeline to start at left tackle. So made a big investment in Andrew Thomas. He's going to start, but it also means that 
A rookie is likely to also start at right tackle, and Matt Perk from Connecticut. So I really like Perk. He's a good athletic player. I thought he was a little bit raw, needed a little development. Big size, however, uh, can kind of uh, match that asset of Solder. So we'll see what he does on the right side. I think Thomas is a very gifted athlete, can help in the running game, help Saquon Barkley, help protect Daniel Jones here. So I don't mind it necessarily. Solder kind of in decline, getting a little older. I can understand why he opted out. Here, uh, just doesn't want to risk his health here late in his career. So makes a lot of sense. Uh, the Giants uh, spent some good money on Solder, but uh, they had to move on, realize the future is coming up here, and uh, we're in good position in drafting both Thomas and Pert. So could be tough here for Jones, having those guys as bookends, uh, inexperienced there, but very talented, good athletes here, and certainly going to have a good impact on the running game. So not as big of a blow as we think with Solder sitting out because of the Giants foresight of the position in the draft. Now, Evan Ingram, there's a big question mark him with him with a Liz Frank, the foot. How's he recovering? There's a day-to-day kind of update on him. Looks good so far, but we want to see him running, cutting, making some big plays. We know Ingram's status. If he's healthy, he's a good, valuable fantasy football tight end one. When he's not healthy, which is often, you just can't count on him. So he's a boomer bust guy that you're looking at in the middle tier of tight end ones. And uh, if we get a little bit more clarity, we'll feel a little bit more confident about taking him there. Also, the Giants, uh, Audric Rosas had a tough off-field incident here. Giants uh, didn't have patience with this one. They cut him. He had some uh, good uh, production for the Giants. He uh, was a big field goal guy, but they were going with Chandler Cotanzaro as the quick replacement here as Rosas misses his chance with the Giants to stick here because of some off-field problems. Now he's pivot to the Philadelphia Eagles. And we know their biggest issue this season is clearly at wide receiver. Carson Wentz, fully healthy. Miles Sanders is your new lead back of choice. But the wide receiver situation, after you get to uh, Zach Ertz and uh, Dallas Goddard making them uh, a very strong tight end team, you have no idea what's going to happen with these wideouts. Uh, Alshon Jeffrey has started there looking at uh, physically unable to perform with a foot injury. So there's a good chance he's headed toward missing the early part of the season here. For the Eagles, you got Marquise Goodwin opting out of the season, so that takes one guy out of the mix. J.J. Ortega-Whiteside is now being groomed to kind of uh, fill that Jeffrey role a little bit more. I think everyone could see the type of receiver he was, that he was uh, being drafted to eventually replace Jeffrey, so it might be sooner rather than later. They're going to need him to come through here and uh, be a guy that uh, starts, uses size, uh, agility, good hands to try to uh, carve out a bigger role for himself here in uh, 2020. So interesting. We're going to watch him for sure. This is an Eagles passing game that definitely has some buzz here with Wentz, the tight ends, uh, Sanders, Boston Scott. So we want to watch that. If uh, J.J. has a good spot on this team, uh, watch out here if uh, Jeffrey's on the shelf for longer, especially with Goodwin now out of the mix. And regardless, it looks like uh, Jalen Rieger is going to be the backup to Deshaun Jackson. Deshaun Jackson, fully healthy. He's more that Z receiver, the speed receiver. They don't see Rieger as a guy potentially playing the slot or being in that kind of all-round possession, big target role in the X that Jeffrey's in. So that's more Ortega Whiteside. So when you think about that, uh, opportunity definitely is there. And you could see actually Jackson, Jaw being the starters here and then uh, figuring out some kind of slot option here behind uh, these two guys. So it's tough. Uh, they're still sorting things out. Health is going to dictate a part, but it certainly is crimping the Eagles' style at wide receiver at the moment. And Lane Johnson, he's early hurting here, so COVID list. We'll see if uh, 
he'll be fine and good to go here. Remember, they lost Jason Peters already here. Andre Dillard uh, is the guy that uh, is looking at uh, potential uh, breakout there. But uh, Peters getting a little older there, so potential of him returning. He also lost Brandon Brooks for the season uh, with a knee injury at guard. So Johnson and Brooks. Uh, Brooks is a hard-blown self. Trying to have Dillard raise up his game for Peters is tricky. If you lose Johnson uh, here, it'll be an even bigger challenge up front for the Eagles' offensive line, which has been one of the league's elite. Before we take a break, we will uh, now talk about the Washington football team. That's what they're known as. We won't refer to that other name anymore. Bryce Love. So he's been cleared. He's had some knee injury issues. He's kind of the forgotten knee injury young back there after Darius Geis. Remember, Bryce Love was extremely productive at Stanford uh, as the successor to Christian McCaffrey until some injuries befell him there. But now he's fully healthy, and that complicates things. You have Darius Geis, figures to be a sort of lead in the situation, but Adrian Peterson not going away as a power back. Peyton Barber, J.D. McKissick, Antonio Gibson. This is a just an absolute mess as they try to have some contingency plans here for uh, Darius Geis. But Bryce Love definitely has some all-around qualities, pretty good tough runner when healthy. Uh, can uh, fill some of the void of Peterson, can do some things that Geist does. So, yeah, I mean, with Barber and McKissick and Gibson in the mix here, it's pretty ugly. But overall, I think at some point it's going to develop into uh, Geist-Peterson backfield with uh, Love seeing uh, touches in both of their stead. So interesting option here for Washington to throw into the mix. And the other thing for Washington to look at is quarterback uh, Alex Smith, Starting on physically unable to perform. Not a surprise there coming off that gruesome injury to his leg. He's been uh, recovering faster than anyone could expect it. It was life-threatening at one point. So Alex Smith, good for him. Good guy. We want him to be healthy, but definitely uh, not looking like he'll be part of Washington's uh, quarterback plans here in 2020. So there is a look at your entire NFC East latest news and notes. We still have to get to three more divisions. But first, got to tell you more about rockauto.com. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it is now impossible to stock all the parts you need at a traditional storefront. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the counterman orders the parts on his computers, choosing the only brand his warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home in your pocket. And with rockauto.com, you're getting a catalog that's unique and remarkably easy to navigate. You can quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand specifications and, most important, prices you prefer. RockAuto.com, family business. You can uh, feel good shopping there, serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. And with RockAuto.com, you'll find everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet for your car or truck. Whether it's for you, the classic, or for you, the daily driver, get everything you need. And a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. And again, best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always alive below. And the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? It's easy to go and uh, get the parts you need and save at rockauto.com now. Just go to rockauto.com. See all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you. rockauto.com. It's amazing selection. Reliably low prices. All the parts your car will ever need. Again, Check out rockauto.com and take advantage of that now. We will continue here looking at uh, the latest news and notes uh, coming out of the NFC North next.
All right, let's uh, pick up here. We got rid of uh, Dallas, New York, Philadelphia, and Washington, updating what's going on with them. How about the Chicago Bears? Well, we know the biggest thing we're circling is Nick Foles versus Mitchell Trubisky. Coach Matt Nagy hinted that Foles could be behind in the battle, but I think he's kind of a hot and cold in Mitchell Trubisky. He's trying to push Mitchell Trubisky to be better. I think he feels responsible that Trubisky should be developing and becoming a better bona fide starting quarterback versus regressing, which he did under Nagy last year. Nick Foles does have experience under Nagy, uh, having played for the Chiefs while Nagy was the offensive coordinator and quarterbacks coach. So there is some familiarity there. The question to Mark is Foles connecting with Allen Robinson, Anthony Miller, and the rest of this uh, receiving core for the Bears. So that's a question mark, but Bears want to win games too. They still have pretty good defense with Khalil Mack and all that. So Again, uh, what are they going to do? Do they want some upside in the pass game? Do they think uh, they can unleash Trubisky more as a runner, complement the running game a little bit more? We're not sure. I think it's going to go wire-to-wire battle. Uh, they're going to see first-team reps all the way. So pretty even here for Nick Foles and Mitchell Trubisky. Neither has got some fantasy value, but again, I think we're rooting for Foles to help uh, Robinson and Miller and some of the weapons here. One of those weapons is Cole Komet, the rookie tight end from Notre Dame. They did... Uh, clear up their crowd a little bit by uh, dealing Adam Shaheen to the Dolphins. But uh, Cole Komet, uh, closer to now, seeing a key role here. Jimmy Graham is still figuring to start early. It takes usually one year for a tight end to get his feet wet in the NFL. Komet is very talented, can do a lot of things, could be a special receiver for them in time. But I don't think that happens here in 2020. Eddie Goldman was the opt-out of note for the Bears. He won't be playing, so a little bit of blow to their defense, but Cleo Mack... Akeem Hicks, uh, still plenty of playmakers there. They did lose quite a bit at linebacker. Their secondary has got some question marks. So not investing in the Bears as a tight end or defense special teams won this year or a tight end won this year. So I, I think uh, that's uh, what we learned from uh, Chicago here. We go to Detroit and the Lions. Kenny Galladay and TJ Hawkinson began on the COVID-19 list here. Hawkinson, they mentioned that he may not be ready here with his injury. They were concerned about it from last year. So rookie tight end. Had a lot of promise, had a big first game, but kind of really dropped off. And now his second year is uh, off to a shaky start with some injury concerns. Kenny Galladay should be fully healthy, good to go, be a wide receiver one that you expect. So no concerns there. DeAndre Swift locked and loaded with his contract. Not sure what his role is going to be, but he has a good chance to uh, carve out some feature-like uh, duties over Carry on Johnson. We go to the Packers since our next team. Uh, Devin Funches has opted out of the season, so they hired... Uh, Signed Devin Funches, hoping that he would be the outside guy, helped him in three receiver sets, but that's not going to be the case here. So now uh, Devontae Adams is clearly dominant number one again. Al Nazard looks like the inside track for the number two duties here for the Packers, so that's not changed. As for number three, it looks like a committee, Jay Kumaro and a name is St. Brown, uh, Marcus Valdez-Scantling, who's going to help them there? We know there were some uh, question marks about all those guys last year. Maybe it'll be tight end Jace Sternberger, but he is coming off a bit of an injury starting on the COVID-19 injured list here early. So hopefully he'll be fully healthy. He did come back and uh, contribute to the playoffs for the Packers last year. So we have some high hopes for Sternberger. The Packers do too. And uh, without Funches there needing a bigger target to uh, complement Adams, uh, Sternberger could definitely see some more run in 2020 ahead of Mercedes Lewis, who's more of a veteran blocking tight end at this point. Mason Crosby also on the list. He should be healthy, good to go, continue to kick for the Packers and be a decent fantasy football asset. We turn to the Minnesota Vikings. Mike Zimmer, congratulations to him. New contract extension as the head coach. 
Dalvin Cook looks like he might get his deal rather soon now that uh, Derrick Henry signed as the fifth highest paid running back in the league. You have Christian McCaffrey, Ezekiel Elliott. Probably Dalvin Cook is going to end up there at number three for now until Saquon Barkley gets his deal in a little bit. So I think Dalvin Cook deserves that. I think the only question is the injury durability. But it looks like he's going to be in the camp. No issues there. He's going to be the guy in fantasy. They're with Alexander Madison remaining. One of the top handcuffs in the game. Now uh, let's go from the NFC North to begin on the NFC South. It's the Atlanta Falcons. And uh, Todd Gurley, good news is he was fully healthy, showed up in position to be the lead back role for the Falcons, uh, replacing Devontae Freeman. The bad news is Todd Gurley's threatened. If uh, there's some concerns about COVID and they start to become real and he doesn't feel comfortable out there playing, that, yeah, he could sit out the season too. So something to watch there. It's not pretty for the Falcons. Uh, maybe they'll have to bring back uh, the potential of uh, Freeman here if they need two. That would be an interesting twist here or make a trade for Tevin Coleman or something like that. But at this point, uh, Todd Gurley looks, still looks like the man. We know what they have behind him. Ido Smith, Brian Hill, Kadri Allison, just not very pretty in this Falcons backfield. So we'll definitely uh, watch that to see if things change here with this team. And uh, very interesting for sure here in uh, 2020 if Gurley might uh, lean toward that decision here. We'll have to monitor that very closely all throughout training camp. Then uh, finally in this segment, we will talk about the Carolina Panthers. Uh, interesting development where Mike Davis and uh, not anyone else has kind of emerged as the potential number two behind uh, Christian McCaffrey. We're always looking for that option here with the the Panthers and uh yeah it Mike Davis we know has had some special moments whether it's been in Chicago or with uh, the 49ers uh, his original team or the Seahawks it's been something of some upside there for Mike Davis uh, South Carolina product they really like they've Reggie Bonifon and Jordan Scarlett are their other options so Davis clearly has a path here if he wants to have backup duties keep in mind new coaching staff with uh Matt Rule and Joe Brady. They're looking for different types of backs here. Bonifant and Scarlett were just guys. Nothing too special about them behind McCaffrey. So Mike Davis certainly could be the handcuff of choice. We know there's not much room for work while McCaffrey's healthy, however. I mean, he's a dominant runner, pass catcher, just got a big contract. He's going to live up to that. They're going to keep feeding him with the new coaching staff. But just a note to push away that he might be the number two of choice there for some cheap insurance behind McCaffrey. The uh, other thing developing is uh, they might uh, have to be without left tackle Greg Little. They'll, they're fine. They'll have to just have Russell Okung be healthy and uh, try to play well with Taylor Moten here. And the lineups is something to watch there. And he's finally gone, unfortunately, Graham Gano. And a big week of changes. Uh, they anointed Joey Sly, who is well-deserving of that kicker role after showing his big leg last year. So he's in the kicker role. They lost Michael Pilardi to a knee injury, so that really hurts. So they're battling uh, a punting issue. So Gano gone, Pilardi not in the mix, Sly taking over, and uh, yet another familiar Panthers name uh, moving on here in 2020. All right, so that's uh, 10 teams down, six more to go here on Lockdown Fantasy Football, our latest uh, NFC news and notes updates and analysis. Make sure when you're uh, checking out the Locked On uh, Network, they're checking out all our NFL shows. We have a great group of uh, hosts across the board for all our team-by-team podcasts. Check them out. And they complement our uh, reality top show here 
Locked on NFL with uh, Matt Williamson, former NFL scout, hosted by Brian Peacock. So check those shows out here on the network. We always are going to keep bring you the best and uh, give you the constant updates for training camp uh, for every team and uh, keep it right here on the Locked On Network. We right back here to finish up uh, looking at the rest of the NFC South and uh, close by breaking down the latest from the NFC West. All right, let's uh, continue looking at uh, our latest NFC news and notes. We're up to the New Orleans Saints as we did the first half of the NFC South, and that's the back half, the better, probably contending half of the, of the NFC South. Not much going on in New Orleans. They added uh, Benny Fla- Fowler, the wide receiver, as a bit of a flyer here uh, behind uh, now their depth, tar- depth chart is on Michael Thomas, then Emmanuel Sanders, Traquan Smith. So Fowler, a guy that they bring in. Remember, Fowler had some success scoring some touchdowns for the Broncos when they spread the field a few years ago. That's about his value there, just a guy that they're going to put in those uh, three and four receiver sets potentially. So just a guy of note there. It looks like Cesar Ruiz, the rookie, is slated as expected to uh, film Larry Warford and his uh, role there at right guard. So that's what we're looking at uh, for the Saints. Uh, pretty intact up front. Good running game. Everyone healthy. Alvin Kamara, good to go. And uh, maybe some more depth in the passing game. Now we go to uh, Tampa Bay. Uh, we're happy to see that uh, Cameron Bait, Cameron Braid is recovering well from COVID-19. We want to see him healthy and in the mix here. It's a tough season already for him because uh, Robin Gronkowski's in the mix with O.J. Howard at tight end. So Braid not on the fancy radar, but we want to see him have some depth to help Tom Brady here behind Howard and Braid. The n- next issue with the Tampa Bay Bucks has been uh, the running game. And uh, Keyshawn Vaughn, it continues to get worse for Keyshawn Vaughn. Now, we really had a lot of buzz about him. As soon as he was drafted, this looked like a perfect spot for him, but things haven't played out as well as he wanted this weird offseason, not uh, getting the practice reps and being able to show much to Bruce Arians. Then you have Tom Brady, so the Bucks don't want to blow at Tom Brady. They want some decent, just okay, complimentary production. They think they can get that from Ronald Jones and uh, help from uh, Dare Ogunbowale in passing down situations, kind of a Sonny Michelle. James White combination in some form for Tom Brady. But now Vaughn is banged up, hurt here on the injured uh, COVID-19 list here to start. So they had to sign LaShawn McCoy. So that's not good. You add another body to this mix uh, with uh, Keyshawn Vaughn. And uh, it's uh, really uh, hard to navigate here, this uh, situation. So things are not looking good for Keyshawn Vaughn. At all after they looked very good right after he was drafted versus Jones and Ogunbowale. Now it's Jones, Ogunbowale, McCoy, and then Vaughn, and that's not good. So I think the Bucks are okay just having some semblance of a running game with a good receiving presence, which they have. And uh, that's about it for them this year from the running game, and it's not, not much to see here or be excited about. Donovan Smith, the left tackle, good news for him. He looks like he's going to play. He did say that he may not play, but you have uh, Donovan Smith and the rookie Tristan Wirfs. Pretty good bookends here for Tom Brady going into the 2020 season. They stay intact. And the next team we look at as we go to the NFC West is the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, speaking of offensive line, right tackle, uh, looks like uh, they found a good one here in Josh Jones out of Houston. I was really surprised how he slipped in the draft. They already have DJ Humphrey, so they gave him a nice long-term contract at left tackle, so they put him at right tackle. This is going to help with pass protection run blocking so much. So this is great news for Kyler Murray. 
He definitely struggled a little bit with sacks and holding the, on the ball too long last year, but this is going to certainly help the big playability getting the ball downfield, especially with now DeAndre Hopkins in the mix as his number one wide receiver. Isaiah Simmons looks like he's going to play in the inside. Rome make a lot of big plays here for the Cardinals. Pretty good Cardinals defense. When you look at Chandler Jones, Patrick Peterson, Buddha Baker, you got a lot of players there all of a sudden. This Cardinals team slowly building something here under Cliff Kingsbury that we're going to pay attention to with Murray uh, running the offense. But Isaiah Simmons could be the quarterback of the defense, running around, making a lot of plays here. And uh, certainly could be an IDP stud immediately here in fantasy football. So someone to watch and a very good player that can uh, transcend their defense here in 2020. Let's flip to the Los Angeles Rams. Still looking at a three-headed monster in the backfield. We'll have to see how it plays out between the rookie Cam Akers from Florida State, Daryl Henderson, the second-year player from Memphis, and Malcolm Brown, their longtime uh, backup to Todd Gurley with Gurley gone. It's going to be pretty close, but I still uh, would lean Akers here. They're kind of uh, trying to keep pushing for this three-man committee. And uh, unfortunately, so far, they have to deal with Andrew Whitworth, who has a COVID-19 issue. So Whitworth has got to get healthy here before uh, the Rams uh, feel confident about their offensive line, bringing him back at left tackle. The next team we'll talk about is the San Francisco 49ers, and a lot going on with the 49ers, so we wanted to give them a little extra time. But really, what's not going on with the 49ers? Uh, Well, Jimmy Garoppolo is their starter. That's the only thing uh, that is uh, pretty fluid here. Uh, carries over from the Super Bowl. Let's start at uh, running back, shall we? Raheem Mostert was asking for a trade, wanted to restructure a deal. He finally gets it. Very productive season. Uh, basically, their lead back slightly over Tevin Coleman. So he's back in the mix. Jeff Wilson on the injured COVID list to start. They still have some plans for Jarek McKinnon. I can't believe it, but they're considering him still. They didn't move on from Matt Breida, so maybe the combination of Breida being uh, gone, traded to the Dolphins. Wilson has some injuries. Maybe there's a McKinnon third role behind uh, Mostert and Coleman that's available here. But again, 49ers backfield, always tricky to navigate. But looks like there is a path for McKinnon, if he's healthy, to see some work in this uh, mix as the diminutive dash or change of pace, little back in relation to Mostert and Coleman. George Kittle still looking for a contract extension beyond this year. I think he'll get it at some point, but right now it's in a holding pattern. At wide receiver, this one is getting messy here. They've admitted that Debo Samuel, with his injury, definitely with a foot injury, could miss time early in the season. So that's a big blow after a big Super Bowl. Had some high hopes for him as a wide receiver one this year. So we're going to have to temper those a little bit. We'll see what Brandon Ayuk can do as a rookie, maybe having a more expanded role. Looks like they're tabbing on Jalen Hurd to work the slot there in the middle. But it clearly looks like Trent Taylor could be back in the mix to see some work as well. So interesting that uh, Taylor... Is uh, kind of moving up here in the thoughts of everyone. Uh, part of it is a uh, Samuel injury. Ayuk maybe not being as experienced. He's coming off surgery himself as the first round pick. Hurd is more of a big slot guy. Richie James is on the injured list here early. So Dante Pettis looks like he's going to be headed to Cutsville here. So overall, this could work out uh, somewhat in the favor of uh, Trent Taylor being a key target guy behind uh, Kittle and Samuel this season. And finally, Western Richburg uh, having an issue here, trying to get healthy. Remember, they lost Joe Staley to retirement, and they want Richburg back into the season on the shelf there for them. Uh, they really like him. Obviously, he's, he kind of anchors everything. They need him, especially with a little bit of continuity loss with uh, Trent Williams trying to get healthy and hold down left tackle in place of Staley. And finally, we go to the Seahawks. 
we'll talk about their defense here. Some uh, things in motion here. Jordan Brooks locked and loaded. So he'll be in the linebacker core, the rookie first-round pick, working with uh, Bobby Wagner and K.J. Wright. Pretty good unit there as they get a little younger, get a little bit more playmaking. They're especially in rundowns. In the back behind, they have Jamal Adams, Adams now. Thumper, big upgrade over Bradley McDougal there. Closer to what they had in uh, Cam Chancellor at his best here. Good pass rusher, good uh, run stopper, hard hitter. All pretty good at uh, making plays and coverage as well. So Jamal Adams, a big upgrade, gives them a lot more playmaking ability along with Brooks. We were hoping for Quentin Dunbar having a bigger role. Maybe he's still, but he's uh, now on the commissioner's exempt list as he and uh, DeAndre Baker await that uh, armed robbery charge uh, information trial there uh, that was an unfortunate alleged incident here. So we'll have to see if Dunbar can get cleared. He was very good when healthy for the Redskins last year. You also had uh, Shaq Griffin play very well. So two pretty good corners the Seahawks could have that make plays. Dunbar was a very active playmaker as well uh, with the interceptions. Uh, four picks last year for Washington's football team. So keep that in mind. And uh, when you look at uh, Dunbar and Griffin and um, the potential of Adams here, uh, this is a pretty good secondary uh, coming together, that's for sure. Quandary Diggs, also a pretty good playmaker of the former Lions. So... This uh, Seahawks team may lose a little in the pass rush, but interceptions, potential to make some big plays is certainly there. And as they slowly return themselves, try to be a relevant defense special teams in fantasy football. So there you have it. There's a look at all 16 teams' latest uh, news and notes from around the NFC to close the week. Uh, so check out the AFC if you missed anything there with all the updates that you need to know. As training camps open throughout the league. And uh, we have plenty more to talk about. Uh, we'll look forward to... Uh, Looking at uh, the hottest trends there starting next week as we get closer and closer to the fantasy football draft. A lot more issues to talk about. We'll get into them uh, next week on Locked On Fantasy Football. For Locked On Fantasy Football, this has been Vinny Iyer. Now tell your smart speaker to play the latest episode of Locked On NFL. Have a great weekend and see you on Monday.